0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to We Love Lucy. The podcast. The podcast. Wait, how come every podcast, like, always intros and they say, welcome to the podcast. Does every podcast think that they are the only podcast? We are the premier podcast. The one. The only. I think we are the only I Love Lucy podcast. I think so.
1: Well, welcome, everyone, yeah, to the you. I Love Lucy the podcast. unauthorized.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Who are we again?
1: I'm Allison Werma.
0: I'm Corinne Eckhart.
1: I'm Molly Lyons.
0: And I'm sick again this week, so forgive my voice.
1: We hope all you Lucys are taking care of yourselves and, you know, taking your vitamins and echinacea and drinking your kombucha like Allison is right now.
0: Fun fact about We Love Lucy is pretty much every week one of us is drinking kombucha. (laughs) It's always (laughs) Allison. It's
1: pretty much always me. (laughs)
0: Trivia! (laughs) Fun facts.
2: We're doing uh, the Adagio today. (laughs) It aired December 31st, 1951, New Year's Eve. It's
0: cool. So then does that mean like people spent their New Year's Eve probably watching?
2: Yeah, I I was thinking like it's probably appointment television.
0: That's so cool. Even on New Year's Eve. Whereas now, like, could you imagine someone showing a new episode of... I guess it was at 8 o'clock though, right? So you could watch your Lucy and then go Uh, out. So we'd be able to watch Lucy and then watch Mariah Carey completely... I didn't watch it, but I heard it. Oh my gosh, it's so hilarious. She completely embarrassed herself on national television.
1: (laughs) It's not New Year's (laughs) until someone is embarrassing themselves somewhere.
0: I I think I saw online, someone was like, Mariah Carey gave 2016 the finale that the year deserved. (laughs) seems right. (laughs) It seems appropriate. So we're starting fresh in 2017. So we're talking about the Adagio. Oh yeah, what's the summary?
1: All right. Well, the Adagio ethel finds someone to teach lucy an apache dance that she wants to perform in ricky's show the dance instructor thinks he should also be romantic to american women when lucy rejects his advances he challenges ricky to a duel totally normal that's a thing that happens to all of us all the time
0: i just like to say that it's ethel again this time who's the one who stirs up all the problems (laughs) or stirs up all the commotion
1: she is the mover and the shaker
0: well
2: she, d- she brings trouble into the home.
0: She does. It's always her idea, and Lucy runs with it. This is another example of it.
2: Yeah, but then everyone blames Lucy. Like, Lucy's always the one who gets all the shit for it. True. So maybe it's like puppet master kind of I thing. I guess
1: you could argue that the catalyst for all of this is Lucy wanting to be in the show, which is kind of always the catalyst True. of everything on the show. True. So, oh, so the Apache dance is a very important part of this episode. And the way they talked about it, it made it sound like it was a very popular thing that, like, everyone knew about. I was not familiar with the Apache dance before no. this. I don't know about you guys. We took ballroom in middle school. We did not learn the Apache dance. Well, that makes sense because I did a little research and it is not really a PG rated dance.
0: Isn't, like, a tango not PG rated too?
1: I would, I, I mean, I don't know enough to say definitively but i i would agree that might be true <laughs> uh but what Depends i learned on how you do it well <laughs> that's true of any dance though um, so okay. show me a
0: sexy square dance Gets me I'm every sure it been done <laughs> a hokey pokey oh. <laughs> you put your right hand in you put your
1: right hand out oh anyway so let's learn a little bit about <laughs> the apache dance shall we um courtesy of the internet Uh, Shout out to the internet. (laughs) Thank you to the web, to the World Wide Web. Giving us all the answers. Uh, But apparently, so the Apache dance, we're looking at the early days or some earlier days of cultural appropriation. Because the Apache dance was actually something popularized in Paris. And it was a style of dance that emerged out of the street gangs of Paris. So it was like all these teenagers getting into fights and being very vicious. Like a side story precisely <laughs> but apparently b- before the dance even came in the the term Apaches was what they just called like street gangs in in Paris because they were as vicious as like Apache warriors which is a Native American tribe
2: it's sort of a I'm I was reading a little bit about it it's also kind of an insult to they other people considered the Apache Indians to be savages but I mean, they were probably being persecuted like every other Indian
1: population. Right. So. so this dance came out of the French street scene and a lot of the, the style of the dance is supposed to sort of mimic and emulate a fight between a prostitute and her pimp. So it's a very sort of like loaded, charged partnering that it has its histories on the streets of paris
0: it's like roxanne in moulin rouge well which not that that song originated in moulin rouge but the dance sequence
1: the choreography and that does have elements of apache so moulin rouge like that era was when this style of dance like first came into the popular culture oh this episode is about dancing and we learn who amongst the cast is a good dancer and who is not and surprisingly who of the four is the most into dance? Fred. (laughs) This just continues our theory from a couple weeks ago.
0: I think that something about I don't know if it was in Drafted or Fur Coat or something about like playing a part in those episodes really ignited some reignited something in Fred. A
1: passion. Yeah,
0: because now he's all he wants to do is perform.
1: And the seance. He does the voices. It's everywhere. I don't
0: know. I really think this show is
1: actually about Fred. (laughs) It's the comeback, but instead of Valerie Cherish, it's Fred Mertz.
2: He wants the spotlight. Yeah. He does as much as Lucy does. He just
0: picks his moments.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're actually the same in terms of like what their objectives are kind of fascinating maybe it's
0: a story about maybe this show is a story about two friends like who are subtly competing against one another Interesting. is it ever going to come between the two of them
2: a new i love lucy premise networks <laughs> interested. it's like
1: smash <laughs> <laughs> i want to see then i want to see an episode in our modern reboot of i love lucy where they both go on like the voice <laughs> <laughs> we're like the same
2: audition to some gender neutral casting role
1: right.
0: oh i love this episode how it opens on ethel on piece number three of cake or whatever dessert because i relate to her so hard
2: well they're all watching her eat as well it's like rude
0: don't look at me well she had piece number three so they're just waiting for her to be done so they could go fix their faces or put on their new faces rather I hated this joke. <laughs> I hated this joke so much. Just <laughs> when Fred is starting to grow on us, he does something like that. Well, and
1: it was like Ricky was just as on board with that, which was making me crazy. Like, I keep waiting for them to bring a new face. Ugh. Look well, in the mirror, Fred. <laughs> Ricky, I guess, like, whatever. But glass houses, Fred Mertz. <laughs> <laughs> well, What do we think of Jean Valjean Raymond? Jean Valjean. 24601. <laughs> basically. <laughs>
0: well, wait, Fred enlists Ethel to like put the notion in Lucy's head to be his agent yeah basically <laughs> yeah
2: she was shilling i i mean did fred make her memorize that speech that she
0: know. gave i don't know but she gets a hat out of it so <laughs> Who got the best deal? I think Ethel.
1: Yeah, she worked that moment for sure.
0: Speaking of all their outfits, let's
2: focus on their outfits because Fred's wearing a beret and a mustache and a cigarette.
0: That's right. <laughs> do you think that Ethel drew the mustache on? Oh, yes. Or do you think he did? <laughs> With her eyeliner. Does Ethel wear a black eyeliner?
2: Wait, I
1: don't know. question. Is this the same outfit he wore when he was a burglar? <laughs> Maybe.
2: No. The beret was worn by the other
1: burglar. Oh, but same co- same outfit. Sharing costumes.
2: I thought in this Lucy world, beret means you're a criminal. I was very confused.
0: <laughs> like, is he going to rob the house or is he going to dance
1: with her? <laughs> Quite unsure. Both. <laughs> then we learned that Lucy's not very good at dancing. No.
2: Yeah, so we learn Lucy's not great at dancing, and then you know that crotch bump didn't have such an interesting sound. Effect. <laughs>
0: yes, it was like cool sound design. Like it was a was... crash. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a cymbal crash. Yeah, it was dramatic. Oh, yeah. But you know, I know that Lucy isn't exactly the best dancer. But I kept thinking about the Ginger Rogers quote, mm. where Ginger Rogers said that she does she does everything backwards and in high heels. Yeah, I'm like you know. Lucy's probably used to leading, anyways. <laughs> Imagining having to follow Fred.
2: This was definitely, it, they're dancing very close together, and then there's a crotch bump, and they're like, they're just fumbling around each other, but there was definitely no sexual tension or no, no tension at all. No. It was like the opposite of those tense-filled dance scenes, like teaching like dirty dancing. Scenes yeah. That you yeah. See. Oh, no. <laughs> I wanted to um, mention when Ethel first comes in, Lucy's reading. Like, she has magazines in her hands and she's cleaning them up. So one of them was McCall's magazine, Mm -hmm. which is like a sewing magazine. Um, And I looked up... I couldn't find the cover she was holding. I don't know if props made, like, a fake version of it. Um, But I looked up a cover from January of 1951. And I wanted to mention, first of all, they were 25 cents Mm. for the issue. And the two quotes um, on the cover that I found are Washington's 10 Most Powerful Women which is a little that's cool that's kind of amazing
1: who were they
2: yeah and that mccall's would be featuring them and then how to cut the high cost of eating which is a little like diet typical
1: women's magazine.
0: yeah diet and saving money that's like like women's day magazine yeah
1: fascinating i want to know who those top 10 women were
0: i know so like
1: mamie eisenhower
0: like we're with- not, I'm not going to ask the dumb question. There can't have been any like female politicians at that time, were there? I don't think so. Just maybe know. activists or like wives of... Eleanor
1: who, Roosevelt, yeah. probably, was like the most powerful. Yeah.
0: Like wives of who actually like do other things besides right. make cookies. Yeah, I'm sure most of them are
2: society wives, politicians' wives.
0: Not a bad gig.
2: Um, yeah, Jean Valjean Ramon.
0: Jean Valjean Ramon.
2: It's thank you. I was pretty good, right? Yeah. Oui. That's a reference to Les Mis, right? I, I assume,
0: assume so. Yeah. les misérables.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> for so some- <laughs> offenses. He's a- sorry if you're French. <laughs> to, to the, the French. French. <laughs> Our huge block of fans, the French, so very sorry.
2: So he's played by actor Shepard Mankin, who will reoccur three more times.
0: Have you guys ever seen Ricky Bobby, Talladega Nights? one of my family's favorite movies um but there's character oh the sasha baron cohen yeah sasha baron cohen's character was i think it was jean (laughs) gillard and he reminded me of this character because he's a french race car driver but the way he talks is so over dramatized french and (laughs) will ferrell as ricky bobby looks at him and he goes you sound like a dog with peanut butter stuck on the roof of your mouth so every time jean valjean ramon was talking in this episode i kept thinking about that movie
2: So then we're in the bedroom and um, Ricky's complaining about the lack of warm water, which is, isn't that Fred's fault? I mean, he should just call up Fred or go down there.
0: Right. Go down there, have a beer, also talk shop about (laughs) what's
1: going wrong upstairs. Where do you think they would move? Just somewhere else in New York? They they eventually in the show do move. He says, why don't, what if we move to the country? And he says, Connecticut or Westchester. And she says, Westchester. This is when she's smoking. And oh, she's yeah. like, this is passporting, but she's like trying to hold his hands and she's smoking with, with no hands. And she says, we could move to Westchester, which, fun fact, that's where I'm from. So fun. Um, but yeah, that's fun for no one but me. <laughs> but That's they they do end and up other
0: westchester people <laughs>
1: hey fans what up tweet
0: at molly if you're from westchester
1: <laughs> <laughs> but they do end up moving to connecticut in the actual life of the show they move out to oh, a farm well. in connecticut but could we so have, have that to look forward to
0: spoilers i'm just having a hard time imagining lucy in a rural area because there are, i feel like less hijinks to get up to
2: connecticut's like pretty
0: Plugged i've never in. been
2: that's shocking okay so this scene in the bedroom they make two references that i had to look up and the first is a quote from ricky and he said all this shaving is bound to wear my chin away and then she says like okay andy gump and he's a comic book character with a bushy mustache but no lower jaw
0: yeah it was it ran from 1917 to 1959 i also was like why are the porta potties called andy gump
1: oh yeah (laughs) See a plumber in the comic strip? Maybe. Oh, I have
2: no
0: idea. I didn't even think about that.
1: But I was like, oh, <laughs> what is... This?
0: I was thinking, like, oh, I've seen Andy Gump at, like, Coachella. <laughs> what,
1: is, what is the connection? Is Forrest Gump named after the Gumps? Is that the reason oh, that's that interesting. character is named that way? Because are they, like, country people?
2: To use it in an episode like this, it clearly had to be a, like, a pervasive enough pop culture reference that the right. majority of the audience would get it. I mean, I didn't, but once you the context it's funny
1: also the adagio is named after uh, adagio is a term from music which means slow and stately it's like the manner in which to play a song but
2: that's so. weird because that's not the way the dance is performed
1: well not the way they do it so yeah they, they're rehearsing it and it becomes very clear very quickly that Jean Valjean <laughs> has some other agenda creepy <laughs> creepy guy yeah he is and I well, the thing I found most interesting was the line where he talks about how he's like everyone just expects Frenchmen to be amorous. Like, I have a wife and five kids. I don't want to be this way. <laughs> so it's like he's trapped in this like horrible cycle of expectations and he just is like doesn't even want to be doing it, which I think is like kind of a cool commentary on stereotypes and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, if we wanna take it in that direction. But yeah, he was pretty aggressive. I think that's fair to say. Oh,
0: for sure. Yeah, he, I think he said to Lucy, like, if you're going to get that excited, I'll just never leave. Speaking of, like, stereotypes, when
2: Ricky turns, like, real macho and gets into it, <laughs> it's so great. I mean, he's not, he doesn't act like that ever. But then in this particular moment in his own bedroom being challenged by another guy, he was like, I am in.
0: So funny. I mean, <laughs> it's like a, a duel Who who? should have learned from hamilton and burr never to do duels well but then
2: when the bum confesses to him and he says i was told american men are cowards and would never duel and then ricky has a little chuckle to himself because he's not an american (laughs) but it's just so cute that he got he gets like a little country bride
0: i know and i just am really concerned another thing that they need to discuss with Fred besides the warm water issue is they need to get locks or something on their windows. (laughs) People stop coming in through their windows. Like, what's his name from? Clarissa. Oh my god, Sam. Yeah. Because a ladder falls with Jean Valjean. That's
2: why you can't get
0: down.
1: So Fred just leaves a ladder left on the side of the building for for people to climb.
2: (laughs) Use in case of emergency. (laughs) There is a portion of the show where you have to suspend reality because it culminate the duel culminates with them shooting like four rounds into the ceiling
0: who <laughs> lives upstairs also like do you have to redo your ceiling you've got like holes in it now jeez this, fred has a lot to
2: do would you ever do that to your own house i don't think so
1: they're renting well, that's true <laughs> they
2: lost their deposit already i guess we won't so then lucy thinks that he's dead mm-hmm. but the terrible part was she was saying how like it was her fault and it was like ricky had to die because she had ambition i thought that was a little
1: yeah that's heavy shit
2: wow you know like that it was so it was punishing her really harshly for wanting like for having a dream and a goal well that's like with the
0: fur coat too
1: well i mean and that's one way to think about it the other way is that he's punishing her not for not for wanting things but for lying to him for keeping things from him Which is, that's something we're noticing a lot in this show, is that they lie to each other a lot. Yeah. And, like, a lot of these um, hijinks, as they were, like, all come out of the fact that one won't tell the other what's actually happening. So I think it's, this is really just a moral as to why you have to have have honest and open communication in a marriage.
0: Huh. Maybe Fred and Ethel have better communication skills. I mean, they've been married for a lot longer, but maybe their skills are better than Lucy and Ricky, because... As we saw in Furcoat, Fred told Ethel what happened. Ethel told Lucy. And um, in this scenario, like, Ethel, Fred wants something. He tells Ethel to do it. She does it. Like, right. maybe they should learn a little bit of something from Fred and Ethel.
1: But the other thing, we, if that's the case, if, like, being honest gives you a marriage like Fred and Ethel's, maybe you lie to keep the passion alive? <laughs> maybe lying keeps things interesting? True. I don't know. Uh,
2: also, in Drafted... Um, Fred tells Ethel he's going with Ricky to mm-hmm. the Fort Dix and he just doesn't tell her why. Yes. But he does
0: tell her he's going. Whereas Ricky straight up doesn't tell Lucy. Anything, yeah. Interesting. And what do you think it says about their marriage outside the show? Uh, when did things start to get rocky for Lucy and... Uh, season two, I think. Lucy and, Lucy and
2: Desi? No, it must have been after season, season two. They had a
0: second baby. It was when they had the baby, okay. yeah. Um, but I wonder if it also... Do you think they ever address things that are going on in their marriage within the show because do you think this is a subtle jab at something going on like you know right. where it's constant lying in the season
1: instead of like jabs it's like them trying to Work at least it. find something good out of the conflict because we know that they're divorced by the end of the show yeah
0: they've i think she filed for divorce the day after the last episode aired wow
1: heavy 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 maybe
0: what does this say about working with someone that you're romantically bad idea
1: tweet us your thoughts i
0: don't know i feel like that would be really really hard because a lot of times you know when you come home from work you want to have someone to like take your uh, mind off of what's going on at work but what if you have no separation between the two and it all bleeds together
2: yeah i do think they had different interests (laughs) throughout the show Especially because we talked in the first episode like the differences in their rehearsal style and mm-hmm. how Ricky would show up for first rehearsal and then disappear until show night. So Lucy, she rehearsed every day leading up to show night because she needed all that rehearsal and he wouldn't change his performance more rehearsal or no more rehearsal. Mm-hmm. So he probably was like working on music or EP stuff. I mean...
0: What does that say about men versus women? Men, he doesn't change anything about his performance from the first time. Men are just set in their ways and women are constantly changing and evolving
1: i think also you you could make the argument that he just didn't enjoy and it sounds like from everything we've read about desi is that he was a very shrewd businessman and like very smart in terms of just putting together projects and making things happen so i think maybe that's just what he was more interested in doing was like
2: i think if you're gonna have two people at the helm of a show and you really have three um but if you're gonna have two people at the helm of a show then you need sort of like balancing personalities (laughs) so the episode ends lucy wakes up she realizes that he was very mean to her by letting her think that he had been shot so she pours water on him and then starts yelling at him and ricky ends the fight with a kiss i thought it was
0: cute so sweet we talked about in a couple episodes ago. There was a they had a nice kissing session on the bed, and this was another like very intimate moment where they're in bed together, different sets of sheets, but they share a really cute kiss.
1: And that's how it ended. Yeah, that was the last great. shot. Oh, we
0: also forgot to talk about the physical gag where Lucy has the cigarette in her mouth. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she doesn't have any hands to smoke. And I've never let me brag for a second. I have never smoked a cigarette in my life, but I can't imagine how that must feel. And that's a really big ad though for uh for philip morris for philip morris sponsor not of us
1: product placement yeah this this podcast is not brought to you by philip morris it's brought to you by kombucha
0: speaking
2: of the cigarettes and maybe it cuts back to but the two references i was talking about so when when ricky has two cigarettes in his mouth because lucy asks him to light hers um he says i'm paul henry and it's a reference to a very well-known scene from now voyager which was a film in 1942
0: apparently it's imitated a lot in i've never seen it before but fun fact like because betty davis was Mm -hmm. in now voyager um betty davis and lucille ball went to school together they went to acting school way back when but i think betty davis became famous much more quickly than lucille ball did but does slow and steady win the race my friends i think it might
1: I can only imagine what kind of room held the two of them. Like, those, those are very strong presences. Those two women, it sounds insane.
2: This is the first episode that they aired a preview for next week's episode. And they were the show to pioneer this technique. That's so
0: crazy.
1: They invented teasers?
0: Yes. Like, just when you think... <laughs> like, basically every element of every show you watch... Or no, basically every show you watch has some sort of element that is derived from I Love Lucy. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: They laid all of the track for everything. That the has train
0: keeps going. <laughs> well, the crazy part is they only did the
2: um, previews till the end of season one. Then they stopped it for the rest of the show, but they were the first ones to do it. And then they basically invented Next Week On, which is how every show ends now. That's so cool. Another thing I was thinking about in terms of modern references for this episode is how i met your mother episode where marshall's at their house on long island and he's putting up christmas lights and one of the neighborhood kids offers to help him but when marshall like loses his phone off the roof the kid takes away the ladder and like invites a bunch of people over and drinks all his beer and marshall's like trapped on the roof oh
0: no
1: that feels like a lucy plotline.
2: well it just reminded me of like this trope of essentially losing the ladder and being like uh, like hanging off a windowsill yeah. or up on a roof
1: the more i think about it i do think allison hannigan is a good she's a good comparison to lucy i mean not just because of the red hair
2: yeah she does have red hair her characteristics that stick out to me is she's very committed to her relationship mm-hmm. which is definitely lucy-esque but at the same time she has like a temper
1: she's fiery yeah she's
2: much more fiery in like an outward way than i think lucy is
1: Well, I think she's like stronger in a way that we're like women are allowed to be now where she's like more, more like obviously in control of the relationship because I think so much of the comedy in both cases is derived by how in love with each other. These two people are to the point where they both kind of act like idiots because they're just so in love, which is kind of a great trope (laughs) that I like seeing.
2: And Lily does have like creative dreams that she is constantly struggling with
0: wanting to fulfill.
1: Yeah, they definitely owe Lucy some royalties. Yeah. Marshall and
0: Lily are modern Lucys. My brother actually pitched himself and his girlfriend Anais as a modern day version of Ricky and Lucy. Um, Anais is Latina. She's from Mexico and she's a performer just like our dear Ricky is Latino. He's from Cuba and a performer. And Bob said that he and Lucy are also very similar and that they're both funny and pretty. So... Modern Lucy's come in all shapes and sizes. Bob's a great example that you don't have to go by the gender roles. Yeah. So
2: if you're pitching yourself as in a couple as Lucy Ricky, you could definitely as a woman you
0: could be Ricky as a yeah. as a guy you could be Lucy. Or if you know a Fred like she, you know, works two desks down from you, <laughs> this is the new conversation instead of what sex in the city character are you? It's going to be like which I love Lucy. I think that's all we have for you guys this week. Next week, we're going to be talking about Lucy Plays Cupid. As always, you can follow us on our social media. We are at We Love Lucy Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, We Love Lucy Pod on Twitter,
1: and We Love Lucy Pod at gmail.com.
2: Adios, Lucy's.